Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I'm here with Mr. Tate Matthews, my co-host, Tate. Football is heading to the quarterfinals, and we know this. At least one team, maybe two, they're going to be doing what every football coach wants to do. They want to practice on Thanksgiving Day. It's one of the coolest things you can do in high school football, man. And you had an opportunity to do this as a player. Yes, yes. So Nothing. talk about that a little bit. Well, it's, it's neat, man. You know, everybody else is either traveling or, or getting ready to have their Thanksgiving uh, brunch, lunch, dinner, whatever, all the above. And, you know, usually we always did it at 8 o'clock in the morning. And um, so, you know, you're getting up on Thanksgiving morning. It's probably cold, but the sun might be out. You know, it's a Thursday walkthrough type thing, so you're probably in your sweats and go out there and practice and do your walkthrough, and it's just cool, man. You know, listen, listen, this is really for me more than the audience out there, but just give me like five seconds of what you might have heard from your coach, like in voice. Boys, now boys, we're gonna get out here and uh, we're gonna go through this walkthrough. I want to be, uh, I want to be crisp. I want it to be. Uh, uh, I want it to be fast and crisp. Let's knock this out. Go home. Be with your families. Uh, hug your mama's neck. Don't eat too much flipping. Eat some turkey, some green beans. But don't, god dang, butch, don't be eating the pecan pie with the whipped cream. Okay. Is that pretty good? That's great. <laughs> Appreciate that. For those of you who don't know, it's Carlton Flat. <laughs> Hey, Tate, listen, before we dive too far into football, which this is a big-time football show, right, this week. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the playoffs. We've got some sports that just ended. we got basketball and bowling and wrestling getting going. Uh, and, by the way, we'll have uh, Basketball Media Day live stream. We'll get that information out. Appreciate you going to be there. We're going to have one player from each team, boys and girls. We'll bring them up by school, so it'll be the two head coaches and it'll be one player from each team. So it'll be four sitting there. We've got the media ready to go back at Mafiosa's. Oh, yeah, and what a great venue. Shout out to you. Good job by doing that, you and working through your road warrior buddy, DP. Uh, what is it going to be up on the patio? Of course. Oh, man, love it. I'm sure there probably may be some heating, heating lamps or whatever. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Got some new coaches. Uh, one's a new coach that's really an old coach and Tony Hill, but – Coach Wilkins and uh, Coach Bond and six out of eighteen. Coach Hamilton, six out of eighteen or six new? out of eighteen. I'm excited. Marcel about that. Williams. Yep. Who's he's new, but he's kind of old, right? He's been in the system with. Uh, I had forgotten he was with Coach Sigenthaler, um, but that's right. Yeah, that's so, correct. I'm very excited about that, I, and and like you know, just like in the football, I love watching the young, and in this case, it'll be young men and women. Um, you get to see you know, a different side of their personality. And I'm, you know, I'm always impressed with how comfortable they are in that setting because I don't think I would have been. <laughs> Jared Street, Paige. Yep. Got to mention him. Hey, and appreciate WCTV and Lance will be there providing the live stream link. He'll be keeping us under control. It'll start off, we'll do a little 30-minute basketball preview show. You and I will. We're going to bring the juice. We're going to bring the juice. And then after that, the coaches will be there and lots of food. Lots of food. Mafiosas, not they very rarely disappoint, <laughs> if ever. Well, we'll see. I think they'll do. It'll be great. Yeah, I love their pizza. I do too. Man. I really do too. Hey, let's talk about this tape. Bowling has changed 
the setup. Now in bowling, there's an individual state qualifier. What they used to do is they would do it off averages. Now there was a couple things that was actually bad about that. One of was this. You would have bowlers, if they weren't bowling very well in a particular match, asking to come out. So their average would stay higher. Now it's a, no good. It's a qualifier, which is great, <laughs> and it's set up in four different, what they're calling sections. Our bowlers are in section three. From section three, 20 bowlers qualify for the state tournament. There'll end up being a total of 54. I love it. So I say that to say this. We had it this past week at the strike and spare in Hendersonville. Hey, uh, good spot. Good spot. We had four young ladies qualify. The guys are coming up uh, here soon. But four young ladies qualify to make it to the individual state, which will take place in January in Smyrna. Tenth place, Leah Miller, Franklin. Thirteenth, Sam Daly, Brentwood. Seventeenth, Maddie Yates. Franklin, 20th, Mary Kate Polk, Franklin. Congratulations to Coach Popovich of Brentwood and Coach Logan. Listen, he is he's kind of separating himself in terms of what he's doing with bowling. We had a meeting uh, last week with the middle school bowling coaches. We're offering at the middle school for the first time. I think that's great, by the way. He's a big-time part of it. Yeah. He is. So, bowling, we're on the – we're going to get a state title soon. Well, I mean, that's just the way it works, right? Once we get into it, it's not long before we – take over so but now this isn't a Hardin County show but I'm telling you now Hardin County they start growing them early you know when they start don't you elementary school elementary school <laughs> but and that's 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 a real story listen I've got a little inside tip though this from <laughs> been doing your research <laughs> coming from my man coach Logan he said that guy is kind of on his way out in terms of the coach that could change how it's done we're on the way up with middle school bowling not quite elementary yet, yeah. but, uh, you know, Franklin finishes second last year. Maybe they win it if we already have that in place. That's right. It's coming for sure. We just need to make sure they don't come after Coach Logan if that guy gets out. But you've got that taken care of, right? Listen, we've got that on lockdown for now. We'll, Coach, uh, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> so it's exciting. Congratulations to those young ladies. Hey, man, I, I'm not – I love it. I love watching a bowling. I do, too. And, you know, the thing that's interesting, too, hear Coach Logan and some of these coaches talk about, you know, what they do and what they're looking for. They talk about uh, baseball players. A lot of times you've got baseball players. You know, they've got that – that uh, and softballers, so to speak. Well, you know who's got several 300 games to his name? Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. <laughs> Won the state title as a junior. Is that crazy? <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. So, anyway, congratulations to them. Excited. Yeah. Uh, and just like we say this all the time, if it's a sport, it's important. Dang right. And it's important to these young men and young women and these coaches, so I'm excited. Do they keep score? They do keep score. And it's important. Hey, let's talk about this, Tate. Round two of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Summit Brentwood. Now, listen, I, I think you would, you would uh, agree with this. Coach Coleman – and the Summit staff, they were a little nervous about this. They, I think they've been thinking about this one for a few weeks because really Brentwood, especially with their defensive scheme, probably played Summit better than any team during the regular season. Well, score-wise, they did. If you're looking at the scoreboard, they did. It was their tightest game. So, uh, And then if you talk to all the other coaches, not so much Coach Coleman, I didn't ask him, but you talk to Coach Blade, Coach Kreisky, Coach Hester, uh, they all felt like Brentwood did. Brentwood gave them the most fits. And uh, so, yeah, of course, you 
get him a second time around. Um, I don't think Coach Coleman was real happy after the first round of the playoffs with um, – I don't want to say effort. I don't think it was that. He, he didn't feel like they were very fine-tuned. Um, and so then you got – and these guys had won, what, six in a row, seven in a row? So, yeah, I think he was very worried about it. Well, it ends up working out okay, 21-3 Summit over Brentwood. It was 7-3 to three at the end of the first quarter. The lead had grown to 14-3 at the half. The final uh, was 21-3. Now, if you look at total offense, Summit dominated the game. Dominated. Summit with 342 yards to Brentwood's 94. Rushing was 286 to 21. Brentwood was already without Aaron Walton, yep. uh, who didn't play the game. Then they lose Davis White in the second quarter. Listen, against Summit, that's too much to overcome. Well, yes, uh, because it, it made you, in, in the passing game, um, you know, you had to go with a sophomore, which I think was pretty cool. Uh, Daniel Cochran came in. Um, it's a big, tall QB. Big, tall QB. <laughs> um, Jake Brock played back there a little bit. If you don't know who he is, you, you will in basketball. But I, but I saw where Coach Finch said that he never flinched. The sophomore came in, never flinched. I, I, I was going to ask you this. You know, started as a freshman last year on varsity basketball. That's got to be a big part of that, right? No question. Yeah, okay. No question. Uh, he's been through it. Right. I mean, you look at those basketball crowds, just like the football crowds, but they're, people are right on top of you. You're playing against bigger, stronger uh, opponents as a freshman. So 100%, I think right. it matters. So with him, Daniel can throw, a great athlete. He can run the court. Uh, you've seen him, but now are we going to run the ball with him a whole lot? And quarterback, probably not. So, uh, again, a sophomore, I don't even know if he can drive. <laughs> if he can, it hadn't been very long. Uh, but you're pretty much a passing offense at that point. And then I didn't know Jake had played quarterback. My guess is that was running the ball. I don't, You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just completely changed the whole offense. Well, and shout out to Jake. I know we talk about him a lot, but uh... – that young man is is really to me what high school sports yeah. are all about. Yeah, he's a he's, team guy for sure. He's, he's great, man. He really is. Parents are great. And he's got he checks a lot of a lot of boxes off for what you want as a player. But uh, kudos for him for stepping up. He's one of those, uh, and I'm sure I'm not going to get on my soapbox about recruiting college recruiting right now. But you know, I don't know how you wouldn't want that guy in your locker room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, you can't have all bad apples. Bad right. eggs. Right. You need some good eggs, and that's a guy and not every, that I would want in my locker room. And every, not everybody has to be 6'5". No. And run a 2.740. Correct. I mean, you, need, you need some other dudes, no, too. Oh, man. That's a whole show we can uh, – you, know, uh, you know, basketball, you had one. Like, I, <laughs> look at all those teams that passed on Reese. Are you kidding me, man? You know, Whatever. Destin Wade, 208 yards rushing, 208. 56 passing, he had a touchdown pass to Keaton Wade, uh, two touchdowns. And after the game, Coach Coleman talked a lot about the defense. It was just great play from Keaton Wade and those middle linebackers, Finley Jamison, Jacob Turner, Aiden Bird with an interception. Yep. I think that's something. I mean, you might be going, well, the summit defense didn't play. The pace of the game's different right now. That's right. Somebody else is trying to keep the ball, they're trying to keep the ball. Point is, you give up 94 yards you're probably going to be okay. So I think, to me, in the playoffs, what's starting to stand out even more than even the regular season is that some of defense. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're ready. And Keaton's playing – got so many people flying around the ball. But when you got a guy like Keaton that you can 
uh, build that defense around. I mean, we're talking about a four-star guy, right, who can cover side to side. And, you know, you mentioned the 94 yards of offense. Right, go back and do the total yards per game that Brentwood did. That's about, you know, 200-plus under their average. Uh, and I think the thing that even is more impressive is that they held Scotty Collins to 43 yards uh, rushing for the game. Brentwood is a team that have been running the ball really, really well. So, yeah, that's summit defense is ready for this playoff push. And, you know, you keep seeing other guys step up. You mentioned Aiden Bird with the interception. You know, guys are getting chances um, to make plays, and they're taking advantage of it. So that's big. I'm glad you mentioned Scotty Collins. What a year for him. I mean, I know yeah. the other night, I mean, it was tough sledding. But like you said, when you know they're going to run the ball, that's going to make it even tougher. No doubt about it. And, and it was a, you know, it was a maturation process. But that offensive line was young, inexperienced at the beginning of the year. And so, you know, but Coach Finch and Coach Evans and the staff, you know, they were committed to establishing that run game and getting better at it. And so he carried the ball a lot this year. He took a lot of hits. And early on, he was, he was getting tattooed a lot, you know, but. Tough guy, kept on going as that line kept getting better. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would uh, I would think he can walk away from this season with his head held high. No doubt about that. Hey, Ravenwood, 32 at Collierville, 22. They hand Collierville their first loss of the year. Uh, Collierville coming in at 11-0. and And what was impressive, there's a lot of things impressive about this win to me. The 430 yards of offense stands out, but I think maybe as much as anything, Take a look at what Collierville was doing. Yeah. On offense, they were averaging more than 40 points. They scored 22 at home. The defense had only given up a season high of 14 points. And what's Ravenwood do? They come in and score 32. So for a lot of different reasons, having to have that long drive to Memphis. But I noticed, and Coach Hester's great at this, how he will sell. Oh, yeah, he can do that. Now. He's great at selling. <laughs> you know, it's a business trip, and we're doing all this. He did a great job, I think, of, of deflecting that, oh, we've got to travel, and oh, they're 11-0. and 0. I think he was really confident they were going to win. He was. Um, he told me that. He said, we're, we're – and I was going to say that. I don't know where this started, I guess because they're undefeated and what they did with Andy, but I started hearing some chatter and some chirping. Oh, you think Ravenwood can beat them? What do you mean? Do I think they can beat them? Yeah, I think I think they will beat them. Oh, I don't know. I don't, this is going to be a tough one. Da da da. Right? But he he told me he said we're better than them. The only ones that can beat us is us. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, he, he had a little cryptic tweet on Thursday. They had not gone white on white yet, and he he tweeted the stormtroopers and did, I did. They didn't know that was coming. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make. I him, did see that. I don't want to make. Did you know it then? I did, yeah. You just figured it out or he told you? Yeah, he told Well, no, he had told me we're going to wear white on white. They had not done that. And then when you saw it. And then when I saw it, yeah. Although he's going to get mad. I, I don't think you can technically be stormtroopers if you don't have white helmets. White, 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 but it doesn't matter. That would be cool. Hey, listen, your favorite college team, you know I'm not a big UT guy, <laughs> but that look they had this weekend. The black? And with that helmet, yeah. with the white, had the – you know, the stripes down the middle, the black and orange, it was it was pretty awesome. He's, that guy's got it going. Got a long way to go to catch Georgia, but that's everybody. Uh, but, yeah, man, he, 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 thought, he thought they were better, you know. So He was correct. He was correct. Chris Parson, and I'm looking forward to this matchup. 
with Summit Ravenwood and, and Wade versus Parson. Parson, uh, uh, 127 yards rushing yep. and a touchdown, 129 yards passing and two touchdowns. How's that for balance? I mean, it's great. And then Carter Pace, 186 yards. I'm more impressed with that than anything. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. And then you're talking about the defense. Miles Pollard, uh, you know, no one's even throwing the ball at him anymore, right? They're not even even attempting to go at him, yep. which is smart. And then J.T. Smetherman getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. That's something that was talked about a lot uh, after that game. So I, I think you've got a situation. Listen, does Ravenwood win this game? We'll see. I'll say this. They are peaking at the right time. Oh, yeah. 100%. Which is what you want as a coach. Yeah, and, and, and we got to mention uh, stolen work. He had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Hard to say play of the game, but if you had to pick one, probably the play of the game. It's a huge play. Um, so, again, just like Summit, man, you got a lot of people making plays right now, which that's big. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would think that I know this. I think this is what Coach Hester believes, and I would believe it too if I was the head coach. Is Summit better? Probably. Are they 20 points better? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, if we can just, you know what I'm saying? We, don't, we only have to be better than them on one night, you know? I think, if, I think everybody thinks, including Coach Hester, if, if, if Ravenwood and Summit were to play 10 times, Summit wins more than five of them. Fair? Yes. But I don't think it's a 10-0 to zero thing I, at all. I, I think it's... I think it's eight two nine one. Just need that one. Just need that one. Here's the thing, too. I think as a coach, you always want. In a big game, you're naturally going to be a little tight. Right. But if you can play fairly loose in a big game, I think it increases your chance of winning. And I think Ravenwood maybe is more likely to play loose. They're on the road. They got beat the last time by over 20. Nobody's really picking them to win. I think there's a chance they come in a little bit looser than Summit even. They should. Hey, you're the underdog, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. I know this. Looking forward to our picks, by the way. Going to be a great crowd. Great crowd, and I'm looking forward to our picks. Yeah. Coming up. How about this one, you Paige? You must have put some thought into this. Paige, Paige Nolensville. This is one that we knew would be a tighter game than last time. I didn't necessarily know it would be tight after it was 17 nothing right. early in the fourth quarter. So... Uh, tough conditions, you know, it was raining. I was out there, and it was on and off rain. And more than that was the wind. The wind was sort of tough that night, so it made throwing the ball a little bit more difficult. 17-0, uh, entering the fourth quarter. No one's real makes it interesting. We get a Walton to Chance Fitzgerald touchdown pass with 9.39 left to cut it to 17-6. So you're not necessarily thinking, okay, they're really coming back. You know, they scored to make it 17-6, and they just kept – Creeping in, creeping in. Hey, listen, before we talk too much about this, though, this 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 week's gym is nice. First quarter final yeah. in 23 years for Paige. Yep. They go back-to-back -back state semis in 97-98. And think about this. This is the 14th straight time they've made the playoffs. So to not make the quarterfinals at least one of those is a little bit odd. Not yes. that, not that it, they've blown it or anything like that, but when you – you know, they're a consistent playoff team. So, to go that long without making the quarters, listen, I think that's uh, that's pretty special what the team's doing. And I'm just – they're going to be in the final. I believe it. That they're going to make the state championship game. Gosh, I hope so. And I hope they're 
I hope they're the home team so they can go down there in their American flag, black jerseys. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, Jackie Bennett was the coach back then. His son, Jake Bennett, was a great linebacker for them. I'm telling you how long ago that was, just to put that. I, what, what would this be, my nugget? Mr. Kaidel of Brentwood High School lore was at Page then. Oh, wow. He was the assistant principal then. That is Pretty sure he kept the stats on Friday nights, but I know he was there. Listen, that's a nugget right there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. You didn't that's even really know good. he was there. That's I mean, a morsel. It's, a, it's something. That's great. Yeah. No, I knew he was at Page. Yeah. I, yep. knew, I knew he had Page ties, but. Yeah, they had some great teams back then, man. So I, I, I would love nothing more than to see them go. I, you know, I, and I think they, hey, they've got one loss on the season to 6A Independence, a 6A playoff team. Well, I can tell you this, not that we're going fast forward to our picks. They're not losing to Green Hill. And Mount Juliet, Lebanon, <laughs> wherever. I mean, maybe if we can't get the Where bus are there we? in time, which is like, you know, which is possible. Anytime you go 840, you never know. But yes, that's true. They're not losing that game. Hey, listen, let's talk about that ending. Kind of a wild ending there. It's 20 to 13 with five seconds left. Page, you could tell they had a plan to go ahead and take the safety, right. but as time ran out, you know, or a little bit close, and then the, the clock didn't start. Something weird with the clock. They end up having to punt the ball away. I know the answer to this. Okay, Do you want let's this? Hear it. Yeah, I want it. So they, the clock said five seconds. The referees said there was seven seconds or eight seconds. But we didn't change it up But top. you didn't change it on the clock. Nobody told Coach Rathbone. So Jake McNamara, pretty experienced, poised uh quarterback, right? He does exactly what he's told to do. Clock runs out. They think, oh, no, no, no. There was two seconds left or three seconds left. So I'm thinking, I think Coach Rathbone was pretty upset about that one. But anyways, um, yeah, they didn't tell him. Nobody told him. Nobody changed it on the clock. McNamara does exactly what he was supposed to do. Uh, and so, yeah, they think they just hit zeros. The game's over. Oh, by the way, we got to we got to kick this thing. It's like soccer. As well. You know, it's like the it's like the extra time. Like, oh no, it's not, <laughs> not so yet. fast, my friend. So here's what I think is interesting about that. Give Nolansville credit. Yes, they field the kick and immediately down. They don't try to run it back or right. so. In their minds, they were thinking hail mary pass is a more likely way to score than trying to Stanford Cal Bandit. Yes. Uh, That'd be great, wouldn't it? In the it? old days. <laughs> Doug Flutie against the Hurricanes. I mean, so they uh, – just a wild finish to that game. A yep. wild, wild finish. Here's one thing I thought uh, that I – you were talking about Paige going all the way. Uh, here, here's one thing I like about it. Um, if I had told you three weeks ago, Paige – and you probably would have believed this because you're a big Paige fan. But think about that. We're going to win a quarterfinal game – and Jake McNamara is going to pass for under 200 yards and zero, zero touchdowns, uh, zero passing touchdowns, that doesn't sound like a recipe of Paige winning, does it? It doesn't, and I think it gives me even more confidence. Though. That's what I'm saying. It really does. You know, they, Cunningham, who's been not quite himself lately, but he gets 101 yards right. rushing and a touchdown the other night. I just like the pieces they have. You know, you too. talk about McNamara – but they have a lot of guys who can play on oh, offense, yeah. uh, uh, not the least of which is Mr. Hurd, who's pretty good on defense, too. you got those receivers, uh, Boy Smith, Walker, who's doing a great job. Yep. Um, I just like where they're at offensively, and I just I think do. they're going to score a ton of points against Green Hill. Yep. Well, 
that's how they play. So you're going to get a lot of opportunities. Nolensville, great season again for uh, Kobe Walton. Kobe, I'm just, he'll be, when you're talking about quarterbacks and on the Mike Bobo watch list, when the year starts next year, this dude may be at the top of the list. Oh, he's definitely going to be a favorite, no doubt. Uh, Mr. Parson is back as well. So I'd say those two are going to be at the top of the Mike Bobo quarterback of the year, 2022. But list. wouldn't you think because of experience and that Parson is closer to his ceiling than Walton is? I think Walton's going to make another. Parson's great, but he's closer to, hey, this is where he's going to be as a high school football player, which is really good. Yeah. Walton, because he's a one-year starter, I think he's got even well, a bigger he, jump to make. He's got one year starting under his name, and he passed for 32 touchdowns. And there were a couple games there where it didn't go so well. And so. like five interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, huge. But, but don't forget, this is Parson's first year of starting. At Ravenwood, I think ever he didn't start before. Mm -hmm. we, to, we need to do. Yeah, uh, we need to do a little research on that. Uh, if that's uh, if that's true, then I'm going to say they both are going to jump and yes, I'll have to go back one other. But I'm with so. you. Either way, they're going to have really strong senior years. No doubt. Samson Johnson, good to see him get 100 yards rushing in that last game. Dylan Northcutt, 129 yards receiving for Nolan Phil. So congratulations to Coach Derek and that team. To me. Even though they didn't win and they wanted to win, you can look at where you ended and go, I can live with it. Yeah, I think uh, obviously you have to talk about the Brentwood story, but I think the Brentwood story and the Nolensville story are very similar. Uh, both of those teams had some adversity early on in the year where they could have, Coach Derek talked about it, they could have packed it in said, hey, we're done. Didn't do that. They never gave up. They kept fighting. They kept getting better, and, you know, both of them, got beat in the second round, quite possibly by teams that are going to Chattanooga. So you can live with that, ultimately. Oh, yeah, I would think so. All right, Tate, we're going to finish up with Pickham's last <laughs> week. This may be a first. Undefeated weeks for yourself. I was undefeated. Dr. Qualls was undefeated. The fans were undefeated. So that's good. But the bad news is we gained no ground on you. No change, no change. You have 63 wins. I have 60 wins. Dr. Qualls and the fans have 59. Now, listen. This first game, I know how Dr. Qualls is going to pick. There's no question he's picking Ravenwood. You think so? I mean, there's he, some... He's picking Ravenwood. Oh, he has. He's already told him. No, okay. I just know he he's is. He's knowing. He's going to pick Ravenwood, so uh, there will be some movement potentially if I don't pick Ravenwood this week, but we'll see. So I'm going to actually let you go first. Okay. Uh, man. Summit, let me give a little history now. Yes. Summit 49-28 on October 1st. Since then, Ravenwood has five straight wins. Obviously, Summit's been winning. They've won 12 in a row this year. The winner goes to Hendersonville Beach. The winner of this game is going to be in the state championship game, winner of oakland Maryville eventually, I believe. So you win this one, you're in the state final. Who you got, Tate? Uh, real quick, not to get sidetracked, you said that they've been winning their 12-0. I'm starting to think when you said that Summit hasn't lost since they lost to Franklin last year, right? That's correct. So it's like 17, 18 in a row? It's, it's a ton. <laughs> uh, okay, Ravenwood. I thought Ravenwood was going to win the first one and then Summit win the second one. Boy, was I wrong on that one, 49 to 28. Um, Ravenwood is getting better. They're healthy. They weren't very healthy the first time they played Summit. They're really healthy. They just beat a really good Collierville team. Undefeated, went in on the road to Memphis. 
drove by building up. I the like Blue this. City Cafe and laid the smack down. Playoff football, running the football, defense. Not going to make the same mistake twice. This only happens about once every five, six years. Do I pick against the visor? Oh. But I think Summit, Summit's better built for playoff win. Plus, I know you really wanted me to pick Raven one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you what I was going to do. I thought it was going to be Summit, regular season, Raven wouldn't the playoffs. Oh, good. But when I watched that game, I'm like, I don't foresee Summit losing if they play again. And Summit's healthy. But, but it started changing my mind a little bit when you're talking about how Ravenwood was trending in the playoffs, playing well. Summit's played well in the playoffs, but it's been proven that maybe you can keep them under 30. It's been happened twice in the playoffs. But uh, it's Summit. I think Summit's winning. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it'll be less than 10. I don't think it's going to be 20. It will not be 20. But I think Summit wins. So we both pick Summit. Well, but the great thing is, if, if we are right, you're going to extend that lead to two over Dr. Qualls. Yeah, he's picking. He'll pick right No more. doubt. I mean, he's – I think he's a Red Zone Club member, just kind of with a with – with a And Coach Coleman, he, he's watching, and he knows that too. Yeah. And well, but there's a lot of history now between those two too. That's I mean, right. if there's anybody he would pick over Ravenwood, it's Summit. But I'm with you. I think he's going Ravenwood, but, uh, you know, numbers. And don't be surprised. Now, hey, this is about the time of year you start seeing number one just kind of real under the radar, which is kind of hard for number one to ever be under the radar. And you look up, and he's out there at cornerback. <laughs> That's when you know it's getting real. Yes, we'll see how the fans pick. And, by the way, keep picking WCSCO Athletics on Twitter. Now, the next game I'll pick first. I've already said it. Page wins at Green Hill. Now, I did a little research on that. Not that this means anything, because it really doesn't. Uh, the winner is going to host the Springfield-Henry County winner, which I think is going to be Springfield, by the way. I do, too. Uh, common opponent. Again, this really means nothing, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Green Hill defeats Columbia last week, 21-17. Page beat them 42-35 yep. on October 1st. Also, Wilson Central, that was a 10-point win from Green Hill a 20-point win from Page. Again, that really means nothing to me. Page is going to roll into Green Hill, and I think they're going to win. Put it this way, I think it'll be closer to 20 than it will be 10. Ooh, I like that. I believe that. You? Uh, I, I think Page wins for sure. They've definitely played a tougher schedule. Uh, I think what, you know, not to not to be on the band, Green Hill bandwagon here, but uh, it, it is – it is pretty impressive what that guy's done. They're a second-year school. Their only loss was to? The Siegel Stars. First game of the year. In week one, which Siegel did not make the playoffs. I do think they'd beat Siegel again. If they, so, anyways, what I'm saying is they have not played near the schedule that Page has had. Page is uh, more explosive, and we talked about that offensive and defensive line. You got Mr. Hurd over there on defense. He's kind of the bell cow. They got a running back in Brax Lamberth who he rushed for over 1,000 yards and after seven games and all that. Kind of a John Riggins type dude. Again, that schedule was like it, it, it's JV to compare to what Page did. So I think Page gets after him. It's high scoring, but, yes, they win double digits for sure. Here's a thought for you. Can you imagine this? That Page student section on a game that they're hosting to make the championship game. 
<laughs> be a lot of fun. That well, Patriot, your boy, that Patriot. I was going to say, somebody might need to get his cell phone number. They might need to, he, he might need to be have, have uh, security. <laughs> he will be on point Friday night. No, no doubt. doubt about it. Take hey, looking forward and, to and, it. and that's a cool place. Yeah. So I think the Patriot Nation will show up and, and, um, and support their team well. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. Patriot. I, do you think maybe we need to add some other games or to change this up a little bit maybe next week? or Listen, I don't want to cheat the game. Okay. All right. We'll think. So it's almost mathematically over, is what we're saying. It'd be hard. Well, well, you and I picked the same. Well, and we can have three games in the final. We can have two finals and you're up three, so I guess it's kind of over. The only thing that could happen. I may change my mind by next week. Is if Summit and Page loses and the and Qualls and the fans pick Ravenwood and Green Hill. I don't think the fans are going to pick Green Hill. Maybe we'll add some games in the final. I think it'd be good. If you're willing to do it. I, why not? Hey, uh, it, it, now hold on now. Hey, I'm picking Alcoa to win. I, 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 that's a take. Uh, I think I think you're right, but now, I, one, I think Hendersonville beats Beach. Hendersonville played Ravenwood really well. I think Beach is winning that game. You do? Yeah. You want to put that one on? No. <laughs> okay. Listen, I can't. I'm not picking Hendersonville. I, I understand why, but do you really think yes, yes. Beach is going to win? Yes. Hendersonville's pretty good. They lost by seven to the Raptors. Beach. Hey man, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. I'm glad we're going to have somebody in the semifinals practicing no, no on Thanksgiving. Doubt. No doubt. Tate, looking forward to seeing you for basketball media day and to talking about these uh, quarterfinal matchups next week. It's going to be fun, man. Um, let's take this thing all the way to December. What what would that be? Fifth. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. That's right. Well, fourth and fifth. Fourth let's and fin- fifth. Let's that's finish right. strong, and then we'll dive straight into basketball. And, uh, wrestling, or if you're from Memphis, wrestling. <laughs> Appreciate you being here, Tate. Yeah, man. As always. Fun. And thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.